What is up, everybody? It is JT Sports. I am back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. This is episode nine. And some of you guys are probably saying the JT Sports Podcast. JT, when did you have a podcast? Yes, I do have a podcast. As a matter of fact, it's been around for a while. And at one point, I was uploading on it pretty consistently, but I kind of struggled to keep up with it because I was having a hard time getting the videos from the channel onto the podcasting platforms, but I fixed that issue. I've been back uploading on it consistently, and every video that is uploaded on the channel is also uploaded on those podcasting platforms as well. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, the JT Sports Podcast is available. So you guys make sure to go ahead and check it out. The reason why I've been uploading on the podcast more consistently is because I've been having a lot of companies reach out to me over the last couple of days and weeks about potential sponsorships with the NFL season around the corner. And they always ask me for my podcast analytics, like how many downloads do I have? How many average views do I have? per episode and I can't really give them those numbers because I haven't really been keeping up with it and they don't really care that much for my YouTube numbers for some reason so that's the biggest reason why I've been keeping up with the podcast as of lately and I plan on keeping it that way and if you guys need a added incentive for why you should go ahead and check out the JT Sports Podcast all of the videos where the audio versions of the videos get uploaded on the podcasting platforms first before you get the video version on YouTube. So if you want to hear the videos before they get uploaded on YouTube, make sure that you guys go ahead and check out the JT Sports Podcast. All you got to do is type in JT Sports Podcast on any podcasting platform and it should pop up. Or you can click the link down in the pinned comment section down below or the description and it will take you to whichever podcasting platform you use and make sure that you guys go ahead and leave a five-star review and share the podcast as well and if you're listening to this on youtube make sure that you leave a like on the video share the video on your social media pages and most importantly make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already because football season is in full swing in my opinion football is back because we got to talk about the pittsburgh steelers versus the dallas cowboys in the 2021 nfl hall of fame game this is a hall of fame game preview for this season and a lot of you guys probably don't even know that this game is slated to take place because a lot of people don't really focus that much on the preseason now this game is going to be played august 5th 8 p.m eastern time on fox at the tom benson hall of fame stadium in canton ohio and i know preseason isn't something that a lot of NFL fans pay attention to but it's something that I like watching because I am a diehard football fan I play football my life I live eat and breathe football so if there's football on I'm going to watch I don't care if it's semi-pro amateur football pro football like I just love watching football so I always get excited about the preseason because to me once preseason comes around that means that football is back in my opinion and we didn't have a preseason last year in 2020 due to COVID so it's kind of a big letdown so I'm really excited about this game and if you need a reason for why you should watch this game or why you should watch the NFL preseason um one of the main reasons why I like watching the NFL preseasons because you get to see a lot of your favorite college football players play in the preseason who might not or may make a roster like for example you had um JT Barrett former Ohio State 
quarterback. He was one of my favorite players in college football when he was playing for Ohio State at the time. And he wasn't really that big of a prospect when he was going into the draft. And we haven't really seen that much out of him after his college days because he's kind of bounced around from team to team. But I have seen a good amount of him during preseason with him trying to make a squad. So if you're looking to find some forgotten college football stars, the preseason is definitely a place. And on top of that, the preseasons where guys like Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott got their start, if it wasn't for the preseason, we wouldn't really know how good Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson are because that's where those guys performed well made their name and made their presence felt end up being in the situation that they are now so the preseason is really important when it comes to determining you know what you have in some of the younger guys in your roster and kind of trying to sort out those potential position battles when you look at Pittsburgh the biggest question that if you are a Steelers fan that you're probably going to have going into this game is going to be okay you just brought in Matt Canada to be your offensive coordinator. He was your quarterback's coach last year. Randy Fickner's out. You promote Matt Canada. How is the offense going to look in this game? Well, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but you're probably not going to see all that big of a change in this game and probably throughout the whole entire preseason simply for the fact that he probably is going to try to keep his offense under wraps and that's what most coaches do they don't try to show everything that he had planned for the season during the preseason because the preseason doesn't really matter all that much when it comes to you know trying to show what you're going to bring to the table come the regular season because the preseason is all about getting some of the guys who are on the cusp of making the roster and not making the roster some opportunity to get some film out there and give them opportunity to get some in-game experience because most of the time the first team and the second team get most of the reps during practice and training camp so this being a preseason is a great time for some of the guys on the bubble making a roster opportunity to get some in-game experience and get some playing time. So for Matt Canada, we're probably not going to see all that much offensively. We may see a little bit of wrinkles here and there, a little bit of a preview in terms of what he's going to do this season, but don't expect that much out of Matt Canada's offense in terms of the new scheme and everything that he's going to throw at everybody come the regular season because the preseason you kind of want to keep those things under wraps because you don't want any teams to have any tape on your new offense before the season begins and that's the same thing when it comes to Dallas Cowboys defense with new defensive coordinator Dan Quinn he isn't going to show a lot of the new things that he's going to have implemented to this defense during the preseason because like I said you don't want the teams that you face in the regular season to kind of have a little bit of insight and a little bit of film on what you have coming into the regular season. So you kind of want to keep, you know, your offense and your defense on the wrap. So everything is pretty basic when it comes to concepts, both on the offensive side of the football and the defense side of the football. Now, what I'm looking forward to seeing is Najee Harris. Is Najee Harris going to play in this game, first of all? And if he does, how many snaps is he going to take and I want to see how well is he going to perform. And I do expect Najee Harris to play in this game. Now, he may not get a big workload, but he's probably going to at least get seven or eight carries because you kind of want to whip him into in-game shape. And although preseason, the majority of the time, these starters aren't going 100%. They're probably going 50 60%. But when you look at Najee Harris, I do kind of want to see what he's going to do in this game if he does play. Because he reminds me a lot of Le'Veon Bell. As a matter of fact, I think he's probably the closest thing that we probably 
probably will ever get to Le'Veon Bell in terms of their skill sets. He's able to line up wide in certain formations as another wide receiver. He's a good blocker, and this guy is a very powerful runner, but he also isn't just a complete power back. This guy is also... He also has a little bit of wiggle to his game. He also can make you miss in the open field. He doesn't just have to run through. He can make you miss as well. He has a little bit of wiggle in his game. So I'm excited to see Najee Harris if he does play in this game. He has been really great throughout training camp and mini camp. He has been the most talked about player during the Pittsburgh Steelers so far in this offseason. And as he should be because the Steelers picked him with their first round selection in this past year's NFL draft. Now... Something that we're probably are going to see a lot of is going to be this new look off the line. The Steelers lost a lot of old faces on this off the line this past offseason. You lost Marquise Pouncey, who ended up retiring. You just released David DeCastro not too long ago. You ended up replacing him with Trey Turner, Andre Villanueva, Matt Feeler, also are gone as well. So this is going to be an entirely different unit when it comes to the off the line this year. And there are a lot of things on this off the line that aren't really all that figured out. Like, I don't really think there are any position battles per se. I think everybody's spot is pretty much secure for the most part. But I definitely think the preseason is going to kind of solidify some of the guys on the off the line. And if some of these people do not perform well to expectations during the preseason, they probably could end up getting replaced before the season began. So if you're a Steelers fan, you definitely want to look at the off the line and how the offensive line performs during the preseason. Ideally, you want to see this offensive line dominate because, you know, nobody's going all out. Nobody's going 100 percent. So this off the line should dominate and take care of business, because if this off the line struggles, then you probably should have, you know, major concerns about how this off the line is going to perform during the regular season. Now, I'm interested in seeing left guard Kevin Dotson. Now, Kevin Dotson started a couple of games last year as a rookie. A couple of websites had him great as one of the best off the linemen as a rookie last season. But there were kind of some rumors swirling around that he was overweight, that he wasn't in shape and stuff like that. So I want to see how Kevin Dotson looks in this game. I want to see if those rumors are true because I do not really want to believe rumors. But I definitely do kind of take them into account personally say because you definitely don't want to ignore anything so I want to see how Kevin Dotson looks in this game on top of that I want to see rookie Kendrick Green who the Steelers also drafted he's projected to be the starting center for Pittsburgh this year and center is one of the most important positions in all of football because if you have a good off the line most of the time you're going to have a great center because the center is the quarterback of the offensive line pretty much and if you have a good center your off the line is going to be good majority of the time now for Dallas Dak Prescott is back but I doubt that he's going to play in this game because he suffered a shoulder injury during one of the Dallas Cowboys training camp practices so we're definitely probably not going to see any of Dak Prescott not only in this game but for pretty much the whole entire preseason so we're really not going to see him until the regular season kicks off in a couple of weeks but we are going to see Garrett Gilbert take over in this game he right now at the moment is the second quarterback on this roster behind Dak 
And Garrett Gilbert played against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the regular season last year. Remember, the Dallas Cowboys came really close to pulling out that big upset against Pittsburgh last year when they matched up. They lost 19 to 24. Garrett Gilbert played pretty well in that game. He completed 21 out of 38 of his passes. He completed 55% of them and he threw for 243 passing yards. He had a touchdown and he had an interception. I think Garrett Gilbert performed pretty well. Now, he's going to be in a position battle for that backup quarterback spot, but you also have Ben DiNucci right behind him, and you also have Cooper Rush, who is also in that conversation as well. So for Gary Gilbert, this is a pretty big game for him, and this is a pretty big preseason game for him in terms of trying to figure out who is going to be that backup quarterback going into the 2021 regular season behind Dak Prescott. Is Gary Gilbert going to be able to hang on to it, or is Ben DiNucci or Cooper Rush going to end up taking it from him? Now, the Dallas Cowboys made a defensive overhaul this year. They pretty much went out. They went shopping. They got their little shopping cart. They picked up Dan Quinn, the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, to be their defensive coordinator. And then you got him. He went to the shopping center. He got him. You know, you get one of the, the little baskets and you push it around the whole entire shopping center and you put everything that you get into it. So Dallas Cowboys, they pretty much been filling up that shopping cart with a lot of linebackers. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Like this team is absolutely loaded at linebacker. And deep to back like they spent a lot of time and a lot of draft capital on trying to improve this defense as they should because this defense last year was god awful it was one of the worst defenses that i ever seen and the dallas cowboys are definitely a team that i believe can not only win the division but make it into playoffs and make some noise but if they're going to do that the defense is going to have to be better this year than what it was last year. And that's pretty obvious. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you're probably like, duh, of course it has to be better. But like I mentioned earlier, you're not really going to see all that much change as of now in terms of how the defense looks in terms of scheme fit and play calling and whatnot, because this is the preseason. Like I said, a lot of new coaches, a lot of new coordinators kind of want to hide what they're going to do because the preseason isn't about all that. It's about trying to get some of the guys who don't really get that much playing time on the roster some film so you can properly evaluate those guys. So you're not going to see a lot of change in this Dallas Cowboys defense in terms of schematics and play calling. You may get a little bit of glimpse of it, but... Dan Quinn is probably going to save that for the regular season because you don't want to give up all your tricks before the season begins. Now, I want to talk about some position battles for both of these two teams that you guys should watch going into this game. For Dallas, the first position battle is probably going to be who is going to be tied in one on the offensive side of the ball. You got Blake Jarwin versus Dalton Schultz. Blake Jarwin missed the majority of last year due to a season-ending injury. As of right now, a lot of Cowboy fans feel like he is the front runner or the betting favorite to end up winning out that starting tight end spot. But Dalton Schultz had a pretty good 2020 campaign last year. He caught 63 passes for 615 receiving yards and he had four touchdowns as well. So you definitely want to see how those two guys perform in this game. I expect to see a good amount of both Blake Drawing and Dalton Schultz in this game. Then who's going to be the starting safety for Dallas well it's most likely going to be Malik Hooker starting at free safety and probably going to be Donovan Wilson he was pretty solid last year but then after that who is going to be the safety death behind those guys because you know Malik Hooker 
even though he is really good when he's on the field, keyword when he's on the field, he hasn't really been able to be on the field all that much throughout his career because this guy was a first round pick by the Indianapolis Colts a couple of years ago. So if you're Dallas, you're definitely going to be looking at your death behind Malik Hooker in case he does unfortunately end up having another injury riddle season. So that death behind both Malik Hooker and Donovan Wilson is going to be really important. I'm expecting Donovan Wilson to be the starting safety, and I expect Malik Hooker to be the starting free safety for Dallas this year, but you definitely want to see the depth behind those two guys in this game. Second is going to be who's going to be the second cornerback on the roster. Now, you have Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown, who both had significant playing time last year for Dallas, but the Dallas Cowboys drafted rookie cornerback out of Kentucky, Kelvin Joseph, and this guy is phenomenal. And from the reports that I've read and what I've heard, Kelvin Joseph has been really impressive so far throughout training camp for Dallas. In my opinion, he was one of the best cornerbacks in this past year's draft class. He was a first-round talent, but the reason why he didn't go in the first round was due to personality concerns. He had some off-the-field issues because originally he started his college career at LSU, but he got into some issues off the field. He ended up having to transfer to Kentucky. He sat out the whole entire 2019 season. When he played in 2020, he was really good. As a matter of fact, out of all of the cornerbacks who are eligible for this past year's NFL draft, who matched up against Devontae Smith, the Heisman winning wide receiver out of Alabama, who went to the Philadelphia Eagles, Kelvin Joseph had the best performance against Devontae Smith. He was only targeted four times, allowed two catches, and he also caught an interception as well. So he was really good against Devontae Smith. And as of right now, I think he's probably going to be my favorite if I had to bet on who is going to be the second cornerback on the opposite side of Trayvon Diggs, I will bet my money on rookie Kelvin Joseph. Now, like I mentioned, both Lewis and Brown both got a significant amount of playing time last year, but I feel like Kelvin Joseph is better than both of those two guys, or he has potential to be, and I'm really interested in seeing what he does in this game. I'm going to spend a little bit more time talking about him a little bit later on during the video. Then you got defensive tackle. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, defensive tackle isn't an issue in terms of talent because you have a lot of depth and a lot of talent there. The question to me is going to be, who's going to end up starting there? Because you have so much talent there and so many players there. I mean, like, it's going to be a pretty difficult decision in terms of who's going to end up starting at either defensive tackle or nose tackle for your team this year. Like, you have rookie Osa. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because I already know how you guys get down in the comment section when somebody mispronounces a name or accident. Start, you know, oh, you're an idiot. How you mispronounce his name? So you guys know who it is. His first name is Osa and I can't pronounce his last name. Then you got Carlos Watkins. You got Tristan Hill out of UCF. You got Justin Hamilton. You got another rookie in Quentin Bohana. Quentin Bohana, I think he could end up having a really good preseason. Maybe he could be a candidate to end up starting at one of those defensive tackle spots for Dallas this year. Then that linebacker. Linebacker is probably your biggest concern because you do have a lot of talent at linebacker. But when you look at it, now when it comes to linebacker, like the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of talent. And even last year, this team had a lot of talent at linebacker. But the guys who they had... Didn't perform all that well. Jalen Smith definitely underperformed. Like before the offseason started, there were some rumors out there that maybe he could end up getting traded or released. Then you have Leighton Vander Esk who popped up in some trade rumors not too long ago. He can't really stay healthy. So the linebacker position 
was a big issue of concern last year. And I definitely feel like the linebacks that they have on this roster definitely are talented. But the last year, I felt like coaching and the scheme kind of held this team back. Now, this year, you bring in Keanu Neal, who played safety for the Falcons, but they ended up converting him to linebacker. He does have that kind of versatility. Dan Quinn is pretty familiar with Keanu Neal because both of those guys spent time with each other during when Dan Quinn was the head coach for the Falcons. Then you also have rookies Jabril Cox, who was drafted in the fourth round of this past year's draft out of LSU. I'm really excited to see what he does in this game because he did a lot of things for LSU defensively last year like he was guarding guys in the slot he also was really good in coverage against tight ends not only that but he was all over the field for LSU on the defense side of the ball last year he was there to scoop up a couple of key fumbles like this man was a ping pong for LSU's defense last year so I'm excited to see him obviously we're going to be keeping our eyes on rookie Michael Parsons because he was the first player that the Dallas Cowboys selected in this past year's NFL draft so it's going to be really interesting to see who ends up being the starting line linebacker for Dallas this year because there's a lot of talent here but even though there is a lot of talent everybody can't start there's only 11 guys who can start on both sides of the ball so there's going to be some people on this list who probably aren't going to start now when you look at Pittsburgh some of their key position battles are going to be okay who is going to be the backup quarterback behind Ben Roethlisberger you have Dwayne Haskins, Mason Rudolph, and Joshua Dobbs. Now, Dwayne Haskins has been really impressive throughout OTAs, minicamp, and training camp so far. Dwayne Haskins looks like a completely different quarterback now than what he did when he was playing for Washington. And I was trying to tell people, all Dwayne Haskins really needed was a second chance because you got to remember, the Washington football team didn't really want Dwayne Haskins. Like, even when Jay Gruden was the head coach for Washington, he was forced to draft Dwayne Haskins by Dan Snyder because Dwayne Haskins and Dan Snyder's kids both attended the same high school. So Dan Snyder had already kind of taken a liking towards Dwayne Haskins. Then... When you look at Dwayne Haskins and his rookie season being thrown into the fire with a disastrous team, one of the worst teams in the NFL, that didn't really help him out. He didn't really develop and his confidence got kind of shook. Well, then you bring in Ron Rivera and Ron Rivera and Dwayne Haskins didn't really have a great relationship. You had the whole incident when Dwayne Haskins attended a party without a mask and eventually he didn't really perform all that well when he was on the field. And everybody's going to blame it on Dwayne Haskins, which is understandable. Ron Rivera also made some mistakes. Mistakes. He probably could have did things a little bit different in terms of how he handled Dwayne Haskins. So you look at Dwayne Haskins getting a fresh start in Pittsburgh. He's done a lot of good things so far. And I'm really interested in seeing how he performs in this game. You got Mason Rudolph, who's been on the Steelers roster for over the last couple of years. He's played in a couple of games. He played a lot during 2019 with Big Ben had that elbow injury. He was pretty decent. Then you also had him play in a game or take a couple of snaps last year. And then he played in that last game of the regular season against the Cleveland Browns. Then you got Joshua Dobbs, who I think could be a little bit of a wild card. Maybe Matt Canada has him on the roster 
for him to kind of be like a gadget player because out of all the QBs on the depth chart right now for Pittsburgh, he's the most athletic when it comes to being able to make some things happen with the ball in his hands. Dwayne Haskins, Mason Rudolph aren't that athletic, but Joshua Dobbs could offer a little bit of, you know, some wildcat if he ends up going in that quarterback. You also can use some RPOs, some read options with Joshua Dobbs. Now, when you look at the backup running back situation, this is a really good competition that we're going to have on our hands going into this game and during the preseason for the Steelers. You got Benny Snell, you got Anthony McFarland, you got Jalen Samuels, and you got Kalen Balazs. Now, Benny Snell was the best running back on the Steelers roster last year, in my opinion. He wasn't great. Not saying that, but I was saying, you know, in terms of the running back production last year, Benny Snell was the most productive to me. You got Anthony McFarland, who was kind of a disappointment. I did not know that Booger McFarlane was his father, which explains why Booger McFarlane went on that tirade that he did during the draft when the Steelers selected Najee Harris. I did not know that. And I do feel like Anthony McFarlane kind of probably could have gotten a little bit more opportunities, a little bit more carries, but he wasn't really all that great with the limited amount of opportunity that he gotten. So this year in the preseason, he's going to have an opportunity to compete for that backup running back role behind Najee Harris. And I hopefully think hopefully he can have some improvement because I do think there is some talent with Anthony McFarlane like this guy has great acceleration he can go zero to 100 really quick I think he does have good speed but when it comes to his vision it isn't really all that great so hoping for some improvement some development from Anthony McFarlane you got Jalen Samuels which I think Jalen Samuels isn't really um going to get released because he brings a lot to the Steelers offense in terms of versatility. Like, not only can he play running back, but he also can play fullback. He can play tight end as well. So I think he's going to end up making the team, not because of him being able to play running back, but in terms of the versatility that he brings to the offense. And I definitely think that Matt Kanda is going to find some creative ways to utilize Jalen Samuels. And then you got Kalen Balaj. I don't really know what to think about Kalen Balaj. Like, I don't know if he's just a camp body because he has been around the block for a couple of years he's bounced around for a couple of teams the chargers the dolphins nobly come to you know fruition but i don't really know but if he performs well then he definitely could end up making the roster but definitely keep your eyes on that backup running back situation now one of the biggest battles is going to be who's going to end up starting at that other line side that other linebacker spot on the other side of Devin Bush. You got Robert Spillane who performed incredibly well and replaced of Devin Bush last year when he got his season cut short. He was really good. You got Marcus Allen who I hope ends up being the starter on the other side of Devin Bush because Marcus Allen is really good in coverage. He is a converted safety and I definitely feel like he would be an improvement at that linebacker spot in terms of what Vince Williams gave you because Vince Williams was a good tackler and all that. But he wasn't all that great in coverage. Marcus Allen, I definitely think, is the best coverage linebacker right now in the inside linebacker room for Pittsburgh outside of Devin Bush. You got rookie Buddy Johnson out of Texas A&M. I don't have anything against Buddy Johnson. I think Buddy Johnson is a great player and all, but he kind of reminds me a little bit of Vince Williams. Like, he's good in the run, but I don't really know how good he's going to be in pass coverage. And there's a lot of Steelers fans who say, oh, JT, you're not giving Buddy Johnson a fair chance. Okay, well, I want to see what he does in this game. He could be a little bit of a wild card. Then you also got useless Gilbert, a.k.a. UG3, 
who I think if he can stay healthy, then he could end up not only making the team, but maybe he could end up being that other starting inside linebacker. But overall, it's a really big mystery in terms of who's going to be that other inside linebacker next to Devin Bush. The betting favorite probably is Robert Spillane, but my personal favorite, I hope that is Marcus Allen. Then you have who's going to be the other edge rusher on the opposite side of TJ Watt. You had Alex Highsmith, who had a really good rookie season last year in place of Bud Dupree when he got his season cut short. He's now with the Tennessee Titans. Then you recently signed Melvin Ingram not too long ago. So it looks like there's going to be some competition there. Initially, I thought Melvin Ingram was just brought in to be deaf. But Kevin Colbert, the general manager for Pittsburgh, came out a couple of days ago and pretty much said that Melvin Ingram and Alex Highsmith are going to be in competition to see who's going to end up being the starting pass rusher on the opposite side of TJ what when you look at Melvin Ingram I know he wasn't really all that great last year injuries played a factor as well also age but I definitely feel like Melvin Ingram could be a great rotational pass rusher in the Steelers defense and playing on the opposite side of TJ Watt that's going to help him out you also got to think about the impact of Cameron Hayward Stephon Tewitt so there's a lot of guys that you have to worry about that's going to end up freeing up Melvin Ingram to end up having a bounce back year his playing days are coming to an end as he's in like his 30s so that's another position to look out for. And the second cornerback spot and slot corner is probably the biggest conversation that a lot of Steelers fans are having because there's a lot of talent, a lot of young talent, which I think is a big reason why the Steelers decided to get rid of Steven Nelson. I just don't think that Steven Nelson was a cap casualty. I also think that the Steelers looked at the fact that they had the opportunity to free up some cap space because how confident they were in the young cornerbacks that they have on this team. Now, Cameron Sutton is somebody who can play outside corner and slot corner. I think the Steelers ideally want him to be the slot corner. I think if he has to end up playing outside, that just means that the Steelers aren't really all that talented at outside cornerback as we thought they were. But I ideally think that they want Cameron Sutton to play slot. You got James Pierre, who has been one of the most talked about players for the Pittsburgh Steelers during this offseason behind Dwayne Haskins and Najee Harris. He made some plays last year. Remember, he was an undrafted rookie free agent out of FAU Florida Atlantic. Shout out to the cost I currently attend right now. But the fact that he was able to make the team with only like a couple of weeks of training camp and no preseason shows you how talented this guy is and on top of that he's still making plays as a matter of fact he's been out playing Justin Lane who has been the guy who going into training camp was expected to be that other starting cornerback on the opposite side of Joe Hayden but he's been outperformed by James Pierre you also have rookie undrafted on free agent out of Duke Mark Gilbert, he's also been really good. He's been outperforming Justin Lane. So you have two undrafted free agents. Mark Gilbert being an undrafted rookie free agent. James Pierre was an undrafted rookie free agent last year who have both outperformed Justin Lane up to this point. And when you look at Mark Gilbert, maybe he could end up being that starting slot cornerback for Pittsburgh this year. So I want to see how he performs in this game. Then you have Justin Lane. Like Justin Lane, training camp hasn't really gotten out to a great start for him. And I definitely want to see how he performs in this game. Then that slot corner. Okay, you still have Cameron Sutton there. You have Mark Gilbert there. But Antoine Brooks is a guy who has made things really interesting. He can play safety. He can play linebacker. He also can play slot. So he has a lot of versatility in terms of what he can do on this Steelers defense. So look out for him. Then you have competition at punter for both these two teams. The Dallas Cowboys have a little bit of a position battle when it comes to who's going to be their starting um, punter. You got Hunter 
Niswander versus Brian Anger. Now, Niswander was averaging 47.2 yards per punt last year. Then you bring in Brian Anger. So not only do you have a competition in terms of who's going to be your starting punter, but you also have some competition in terms of who's going to be your placeholder, the guy who holds the snaps for the kicker. Then for Pittsburgh, you have rookie Presley Harvin from Georgia Tech, who you draft in the later round of this past year's NFL draft versus Jordan Berry. Now, from what I've heard, out of training camp, Presley Harvin has been outperforming Jordan Berry. He's had some really good punts, and this guy is super huge. Like, he ended up being a meme when he was first drafted by Pittsburgh, but a lot of people didn't know how great of a punter he actually was when he played for Georgia Tech. And normally, when you think of a punter, you think of, you know, a skinny, scrawny guy who doesn't look that athletic. You don't really think that a guy who could end up being one of your offensive linemen would end up being your punter. So, Presley Harvin versus Jordan Berry, and then you have Hunter Nick. Wander versus Brian Unger as your two position battles in terms of who's going to be your starting punter for both of those two teams. Now, lastly, before I end this video, I want to talk about my players that I'm going to be watching during this game for both of these two teams. So I want to start off with the Dallas Cowboys. So the players I'm going to be watching in this game for Dallas are going to be wide receiver Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson is a 6'5 wide receiver out of Boise State. He was drafted in the sixth round of the 2018 NFL Draft. And he hasn't really gotten that many opportunities. Like last year, he caught 17 passes for 189 receiving yards and two touchdowns. But I think he possibly could be the guy who replaces Michael Gallup. If Michael Gallup decides to leave for free agency because he is in the contract year and if Cedric Wilson performs well during the preseason, not only could he end up being the guy who could take over and being that wide receiver four, but he also could be the next guy to fill the role of Michael Gallup if the Cowboys can't resign him. Then, of course, I'm going to be watching rookie linebacker Michael Parsons. I mean, who isn't? Because he was the first player that the Cowboys drafted this year. So, of course, I'm going to be watching him. Linebacker Jabril Cox already touched on him a little bit earlier. Like, this guy is really great in coverage. I definitely feel like the Cowboys could utilize him in a lot of nickel and dime packages with how good he is in coverage against slot receivers and tight ends. Then you have my personal favorite, rookie cornerback Kelvin Joseph. This is my favorite player on the Dallas Cowboys roster. I'm probably going to end up copying a Kelvin Joseph Jersey or one of those little jersey um shirts that they have like they're not a real jersey but they're like a printed jersey that's in the shirt format so i love kelvin joseph he was one of my favorites coming out of this past year's draft he's also a rapper make sure that you guys go ahead and check him out his rap name is boss man fat i'm a big fan of kelvin joseph and i hope he performs well and i hope that he ends up being the starting cornerback on the opposite side of trayvon Diggs because i think that the cowboys can end up striking gold because remember trayvon Diggs was a second round pick in 2020 last year and he was the best rookie cornerback he outperformed guys who were drafted in the first round so the Cowboys could end those striking goals twice and getting another great rookie cornerback in the second round also in back-to-back years in Kelvin Joseph now players I'm going to be watching for the Pittsburgh Steelers Obviously, I'm going to be watching Dwayne Haskins now I know everybody's going to be like well you got to pay attention to Joshua Dobbs and Mason Ruff like guys Mason Rudolph and Joshua Dodds have been playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a good amount of years. We've seen what those guys can do. I want to see what Dwayne Haskins can do. And as a matter of fact, Dwayne Haskins has had a lot of hype. He's been talked about a bunch about how great he's performed during training camp so far, OTAs and mini camp. So I want to see... If Dwayne Haskins is just a guy who was great and, you know, practice, and if he's a guy who isn't going to show up during the game, I want to see what he's going to do 
and real game action against another team other than the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's one thing to perform well during training camp because he performed well during training camp for Washington. I want to see what he's going to do during the game. And I want to see if he's going to end up outperforming Mason Rudolph and Joshua Dobbs. Now, as of right now, the rumor is that he currently is the third quarterback behind Mason Rudolph. So Mason Rudolph has a firm grasp on that backup quarterback spot as of right now. But I think with how Dwayne Haskins has been performing so far during training camp, and if he has a really good game in this Hall of Fame game, he could end up dethroning Mason Rudolph for that backup quarterback spot fairly quickly. You also have rookie tight end Pat Fryermuth, who they drafted in the second round out of Penn State in this past year's draft. I'm really excited to see him play because a lot of people are comparing him to Rock on Tosca. As a matter of fact, his nickname was Baby Gronk, which he came out in a press conference and said that I don't want to be called, that I want to be, you know, Pat Frymuth, and we're going to show him that respect. We're not going to call him Baby Gronk. But you can do a lot of things with Pat Frymuth. Like, he is your modern day tight end. Not only can you line him up at tight end, but you also can line him up at receiver. He can be a mismatch because he's too big for corners and he's too fast for most linebackers. Then I'm going to be watching. Both of these two young cornerbacks, both undrafted, James Pierre and Mark Gilbert. Mark Gilbert has been one of the biggest surprises of the offseason for Pittsburgh in terms of how well he's performed. He's performed really well on special teams. He's also been really good in coverage as well. Same thing can be said for James Pierre. Now, although he's not a rookie anymore, he still is a guy who has been fairly impressive. And Steelers fans continue to be impressed about how well he's performed and as well as the coaching staff. So I want to see how he's going to end up performing in this game. So this is it for my Pittsburgh Steelers versus Dallas Cowboys 2021 Hall of Fame game preview. Normally, I would end up giving my prediction doing a video like this, but you know, this is a preseason game, so can't really give a prediction for it because it's preseason. So you guys let me know what are some players that you're going to be watching for both these two game teams during the Hall of Fame game. Let me know if you're going to be watching this game down in the comment section down below if you're watching this on YouTube. And also make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. All you got to do is type in the JT Sports Podcast on any podcast and platform that should pop up. Make sure that you leave a five-star review, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and thanks for watching. And if you're listening to the JT Sports Podcast, I appreciate you for listening to another episode, and I'll be back with episode 10 of the JT Sports Podcast shortly, and thanks for listening.